The Speaking Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Flemington Car and Truck Country. Best car buying experience ever online at Flemington.com. Award-winning House of Cupcakes, HouseofCupcakes.com, and Casa Gennaro's. Reservations call 609-683-1212. Hey guys, and welcome to the Speaking Podcast. This is Jessica Gibson and your co-hosts, Bill Spadia and Jay Black. I don't know. They're gone. They're not here right now. So I have the very special Patrick Lavery. Thank you for coming. Oh, thanks for having me. It's good to be back. It's been a while. I know. Um, <laughs> well, are we supposed to be talking about your Broadway debut? That's what I saw in the email. Uh, we can. We, <laughs> we certainly can. That was uh, 25 years ago. So let me try to access that part of my, my brain. But uh yeah, certainly can talk about that. No. It's a, you know, radio is my, I like to tell people is my second career. Yeah. Because I already had an entire one as a child. Um, and I know Jay can relate to that. So. Yeah. Do you ever go see plays anymore on Broadway? Uh, I do. I don't do it as often as I would like to. Um, it's but- just, <laughs> frankly, it's just a hassle to get into New York City, which is a shame because it's a city that I really love. Um but yeah, we we do go on occasion. Come on, you're so close. I think I think the next I think the next one that I want to see because um, I want to take my wife is um, Jagged Little Pill, the Alanis Morissette okay musical. I, thought, I was going to ask you like what's worth going to see right now. Uh, Hamilton, I, I think. Although I've heard that the cast right now is not very good, but when I saw it, it was mm-hmm. just at the tail end of some of the original cast members leaving, mm-hmm. um, and I you know I've seen dozens and dozens of shows and i knew before the end of the first act that was the best broadway show i'd ever seen i mean it was just so clearly better than than anything else i'd ever seen do you think it'll be good in like philly or traveling in other cities i've I've heard it's good it it all depends see the problem with the show if there is a problem is that all the songs were written for the original cast members who sang them in the original cast so if you don't get people who have those chops yeah the show falls apart. Oh, are we talking about I, the, the musical Cats currently I thought we doing killed, great? I thought, it was I thought we killed you off of this podcast. Baby. <laughs> what was it? What, which one was this? I thought we killed you guys off of this podcast. <laughs> I know. I was thinking, Jay, were we invited to this? I can't wait to see the uh, the analytics on this where it's yeah. like 8,000 people listen for the first two minutes and then, and then like, immediately oh, drops. Oh, those guys are back. Immediately <laughs> drops to nothing. <laughs> were we talking about Broadway? We're talking about uh, community theater? We're talking doing about now? Patrick's what? first career. Second to first career. His second my, career is radio. My first career, yeah. That's a big career. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I always like to tell people, not like to tell people, but I always tell people that I peaked when I was eight. <laughs> and it's all been downhill from there. So how did the show end? I mean, literally, like, you just got too tall? Yeah, uh, pretty much. <laughs> right? I, I was, think about that. <laughs> I was hired uh, in November or December of 94 on a, on a six-month contract. Yeah. And they would renew six months at a time. And I was very fortunate. I was seven when I started, and I was a small seven. I'm a small 32 right now. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, by the time it came around to, like, the fall of 96, I'd been in the show for two years, which is a long time for a child to be in a Broadway show where you have yeah. to do the same thing. Because even though you may not perceive it until the child is, you know, 11, 12, 13 years old, their voice is changing, 
What it, grade are you in? What is that? Second, third? No, I, seven. It says it's got to be like fourth grade. I started. Grade. I started. I don't in, know. I, I don't started. know. You yeah. stop going to those charter. It's been a long time. All right. You got to stop sending your kids to those religious <laughs> charter schools. Hey, you're seven. You just graduated. Yeah, you go to Bali and start missionary work. Hey, you're out. Yeah. Yeah. High school I, diploma and at the, eleven. The kids don't know their timetables. They're like, what's so going wait. On? So second grade. I started in second grade. Okay. So when I left the show, I was in fourth. Wow. Your parents didn't immediately pull you out of school to start living off of you? No, no. Uh, They did. Now, I don't have any of that money left because it paid my way through college. Gotcha. So that's decent money. Two years as a kid Mm -hmm. to pay for college. Yeah. So you didn't have any debt after you got out of college. Well, I other than whatever you ran up in your credit cards. Right. Well, right. I I went to a state school too, baby. You know, there you go. I love New it. Jersey. So, how did you do school? Like, how does I I realize second and third grade not that intense, but yeah. you're kind of learning how to write, sure. read, basic sure. math. How do well, you have time to do that? It's funny you should mention that. I was the first person in my second grade class. Now they don't even teach this anymore. So this was 1994, 95. Yeah, I was the first person in my second grade class to learn cursive, so I could sign autographs. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Did you yeah. get a lot? I bet you did. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Well, yeah. how would that work? Would the actors come down afterward or would you, before you went in, how would that work? Like, no, how do they it, keep, have a kid signing autographs with crowds? I mean, those, those plays sell out. Well, now also remember this was 1995. So this was six People years. crazy then? This was six years before 9-11. Yeah, the the security in New York was a lot more lax back yeah. then. Although mm-hmm. we were at the we were at the beginning of Giuliani's first term when he started to clean up all the porno theaters. Right. Right. Um, Boo. So. Oh, Jay. <laughs> the porno so, theaters are the best kind of theater. He got rid Bill. of the squeegee men. Yeah. <laughs> he cut taxes. There's a whole story. Bill, here. if you actually work it out, you can put the squeegee men in the porno theaters. Everybody wins. The best. You have clean porno theaters, and those people have a job. I I miss I miss the squeegee men, and my favorite. Favorite squeegee joke was by David Letterman during the '94 baseball strike, and he said, "I was at the gas station the other day, and I was about to wave off the guy who came to squeegee my windshield, but I realized it was Don Mattingly." Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So school, I, you know, what affected school more than anything was when I would go into the city for auditions for other things. Right. Once I got into the weekly, week to week flow of the show. We were off, or what the theater community calls dark, uh, Mondays and Tuesdays. Okay. So it was completely, unless I had an audition for something else, I was completely off Monday and Tuesday. Wednesday, we had two shows. So my dad, uh, just by happenstance, um, at a job that he worked for for 30 years, um, always at this job, had Wednesdays off. Wow. So it just so happened, he would pick me up from school, he would then circle to the other side of town, pick my sister up from preschool, take both of us into the city. So you were in Jersey. Yeah. What yeah. time would you go in? You'd go to school and then go in after school. Yeah, I would, I, would, I would do about a half day on Wednesdays and leave around, I don't know, 11.30. We'd be in the city by 1, 1.15. And I didn't do the Wednesday matinee. I was just the understudy for the Wednesday matinee. I did Wednesday night. So it wasn't, crucial that i be there but it, the show was at two o'clock so you had to be there by one thirty. yeah yeah it's it's it, that's the one thing doing community theater now 
that is the one thing that I find fascinating is that all these community theaters, uh, your your call time, which is the time that you're supposed to show up before the show starts, mm-hmm. they'll be like, if it's an eight o'clock show, oh, please be here no later than six thirty, six forty five, seven. Sounds like Bill's call time for today's episode. Uh, I knew that was coming up. (laughs) I was so excited it was going to be early. Yeah. Yeah. Is it my fault? We were all on time. Yeah, we were in the half an hour early time. I got to come in early and hear about how my Twitter feed is confusing. Think of it this way. (laughs) Who said that? Jessica said that or I said that? I hit a You think it's confusing? I'm just, I don't like it. I don't. I don't know. I'm I'm not comfortable with Jay on Twitter. I feel like it's out of character. Are you you triggered? Yeah, did I trigger you? No, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. See, right away. Right away, he's combative. He was never combative until he got back on Twitter. I was always combative. (laughs) I was always combative. Now he's going to go home and... one guest. He's going to go home and tweet about it now, though. That's right. This is the problem. No, you got angry at one guest that I had on the radio. Oh, the medium. You were angry about the medium, who I'm bringing back, by the way. Yeah. You know what? I hope she comes back and she's an extra large. I think she's very good. She's got a show now. It's all good. What show? I don't know. I can't remember. So, but, but anyway, it's a show. And I'll be tweeting the about it. thing is a big deal. Yeah. No, it's not. It's, it it's is. made it's, up it's, baloney. It's sweeping the nation, Jay. Because people are dumb in America. I, they, if I you're, don't know. If you believe in mediums, you are an idiot. It's 100%. So, see, Jessica, do you Patrick? agree? Way more aggressive than he used to be. That's not aggressive. Patrick, That's, you've known Jay for a while. Bill, yeah. I have two, He's way more aggressive Bill, now. if you are a longtime listener of the show, there are three trigger words for me. One, improv. Two, oh, God, mediums. Three anti-vaccinations. Those are the three things that it's will get me weird. going. It's very strange. Well, it's because a strange it's combination of things. Yeah, those, those are odd hills to die on. That, no, well, well, not the anti-vax. No, a lot of people. If, if you you're know. anti-vax, the hill you're going to die on is called mumps. <laughs> well, yes, nicely it's, done, it's, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Jay doesn't need any fans. Nope. He I just don't own, know what to say. He has his own cheering crowd. Uh, and I had a whole question, a whole line of follow-up for Patrick, and now I feel like I feel like I'm in a Twitter fight with Jay right now. That's right. Yeah. I'm it's tweeting like at a you. live Twitter fight. I'm, I'm, I, you don't know this, but I'm uh, talking to you at 180 characters, uh, 280 characters it's at a time. Well, I, now, I, feel, I, I feel like, um, you know, to make a, a Broadway reference, the uh, the Broadway show uh, that later became a movie and then it was later revived on Broadway, uh, 1776, about mm-hmm. the writing of the Declaration of Independence. Uh, there's a line in there that John Adams says um, to Franklin, uh, Ben Franklin, who has has just said some you know witty or pithy phrase, and he says, "Franklin, I've got better things to do than listen to you quote yourself all day." And Franklin says, "Oh, that was a new one. Nah. Nice, nice. I feel like I could quote myself. Yeah, yeah. Why? Well, like but that. you would remember you, that you said it in the first place. No, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I feel counts. like Jay that we interrupted a civil and." Thoughtful and deep conversation between no, Jessica and Patrick. I was just I, trying to get Broadway suggestions. I always suggestions. feel that way when I'm here. <laughs> right? Oh, oh, oh really? Well, you're not, there was nothing deep coming out of this conversation <laughs> no, here. No, no. I can tell you that. I was trying to find out which next Broadway show I was going to. Are you going to a show? No, I'd like to go to one. I really <laughs> love Broadway. This I is like a person to ask for suggestions right? of anyone. Let there, me see if I can combine the Twitter conversation and the Broadway conversation by asking you a question about Broadway that an SJW would ask you on Twitter. Why is it called the Great White Way? Could you explain that to me, racist Patrick? Thank you. <laughs> Hashtag woke. I, I I think it has to do now. It's paint. I'm I'm not I'm not sure about this, know. but I I believe it has to do with the the lights of the marquees. Oh, okay. Lighting up. Oh, in the old days, I guess it was all just white lights. Yeah. Because nowadays you can put like other colors. Right. Right. It's all. LED. Do you know why it's called limelight? Yeah. White way because of the big white lights. Yeah. 
Okay, so that it, makes... was, it was innocent, Jay. I... I had this conversation earlier when we were taping Chasing. Somebody used the word white lie. And I then said, sounds racist. Yeah, you're a racist. And man. I'm like, I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> I'm yeah. so woke that it's like it's having a reverse reaction. Yeah, no, because when people speak about Bill Spadia, the first word out of their mouth is woke. Woke. <laughs> That's it, woke. That feels me. Woke. Stay woke. Where were we? Uh, so oh, wait, Jessica was quick. trying to get this. Oh, let me give you. Let me give you some advice from a non-Broadway actor. Yeah. Don't go see Phantom of the Opera. Okay. Okay. I fell asleep. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. it's horrible. And Joe Cutter, who works with Patrick mm-hmm. as yeah. one of the the uh, news anchors, uh, loves it to the point where it has been said that he has gotten word that I don't like it. <laughs> and he can't speak to me about it. Wow, Do you just weird. always wake up at 2 a.m.? Is that why you fell asleep in the middle of the play? That's possible. Because your actual That's start time of your day Honestly, is... God, it I, it was so boring. I still don't really understand the whole story. I, I just, I hated it. I have had the falling asleep experience at one show. It was the first show I ever saw in New York City. First time I was ever in New York City. I was five <laughs> years old and I fell asleep in the front row at the Radio City Music Hall Christmas show. Oh. That's because you were too young to understand why people like that show. Your puberty <laughs> hadn't turned on yet. <laughs> yeah. um, You've probably it, seen it before, too. I have seen I have seen other people fall asleep at Broadway shows. The most notorious, um, a revival of The King and I that I saw in 1996. And sitting uh, in the row in front of us uh, when they were still married were Bruce Willis and Demi Moore and their kids who were little at the time. Bruce Willis slept through the entire three-hour show. <laughs> Love the Bruce whole Willis. thing. Love the Bruce whole Willis. thing. Yeah. Jay, have you ever fallen asleep? Yeah. Was that? Have you ever fallen asleep in like a movie? Uh, all the time. I'm a dad. That's what dads do. Oh, really? I take my really? kids to these. Uh, I've never fallen asleep in a movie. Well, you go to the ones with the recliner seats, Bill. Yeah, once they made those, I became someone who yeah. falls asleep. In really? Yeah. yeah. How well, bad is the movie? I mean, if you fall asleep at home watching a movie is one thing. I used if, to never, you're home, ever, maybe you're in sweats. ever, ever. And then they made recliner bed type and you fall asleep. sofa couches. But Bill, when anyway. you were taking your kids to like dumb animated movies, because I got to take my never kids to like Dr. Doolittle. You have to watch your kids. Well, yeah. yeah, but they're not going anywhere. I sit down next to him <laughs> and we're watching Dr. Doolittle and the animals are talking and Robert Downey Jr. is shuffling about and I'm out. I'm out I like a light. I remember Dr. Doolittle. Yeah. Immediately. Oh, this is the Robert Downey Jr. one, Bill. Interesting. It's, it's bombing worse than my Twitter feed <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> it's, it's going it's really You can hear the Wait, slide new? whistle It's brand new? Brand new. Yeah, but Iron Man can do anything he wants now. Well, like, not, it doesn't even matter now. Not talk to the animals. Right. I'll tell you that. I the think, original was funny. Are you talking right. about the the original back, like when it was Richard Burton, like no, back, no, no. Or like Richard, Eddie Richard Chamberlain? Did it, right? Didn't did, oh the Eddie didn't Murphy? Didn't Eddie Murphy yeah. do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eddie right. Murphy did it, and he did two of I them. I thought that was a a pleasant movie. Yeah, that was like at the it wasn't height offensive. Of, it wasn't political. It was just him and the animals. And it was back in the days when uh, it was like the just the beginning of bad digital effects. Like those are the ones yes. where you go back and you see like the duck talking, and you're like, this is uncomfortable. I don't like this. <laughs> I don't think anything's better than an actual theater play, though. With the act, it's real acting. Yeah, like there's nothing to support it, mm-hmm. right? right? If your voice cracks, you're in trouble. It's mm-hmm. the way it works. Oh, and and what's when the worst thing that ever happened? Worst thing that ever happened to on stage to me on stage. Um, I would have to say, oh, I was doing a uh, production of Guys and Dolls in high school, and if you know Guys and Dolls, there's this scene where they shoot craps in the sewer. Um, and Sky Masterson comes in and Craps? it's a dice game. Okay. Got it. Um, and Sky Masterson comes in too and sings to actually play at the, the casinos. That's right. Yeah. Um, so 
the last night of the show, and I was a sophomore in high school, unbeknownst to me, the seniors in the cast, and it was a bunch of guys, um, had all said, you know, we're going to do a senior prank in the show. So the scene is playing out, and we're tossing the, the dice around, and somebody comes up and throws the dice right off the edge of the stage into the orchestra pit. And so the people that didn't know what was going on all looked at each other like, what's happening? Everybody rushes to the front of the stage. And I think it was probably a good five minutes that we ad-libbed about how to go on with the scene until one of the trumpet players mercifully picked up the dice like under his seat and threw them so the back over his head. So the was doing that on purpose. Right. That sounds like more than a prank. A prank. It's like sabotage of the play. Yeah, right. it was. Right? To- it was total sabotage. That's awful. Yeah. If, if they had told you, would you have outed them, tattled on them? Absolutely. Would you have blown? Yeah. Would you have blown a whistle? Question. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick, would you have blown a whistle? Yes. Yes. Here we go. Here we go. Hmm. Hey, Ukraine comments coming next. No, so I, I, can, no, I, can I just was saying, if Patrick blew the whistle, I think we should be aware that Patrick blew the whistle. If That's all Patrick I'm saying. Patrick blew the whistle would be a credible whistleblower. Oh, I see. That I would see. be credible. Okay, credible. He would, he would have the confidence, and and you, he would be taken seriously. I'm just. I was hoping uh, in my heart of hearts that the direction would have gone that it went into like the, the tuba, uh, the tuba, and the guy like inhaled it, and then they had to take yeah. him to the hospital the, to get dice the, removed. The worst thing that I ever heard of happening uh i won't mention the area or the town that i grew up in or the high school that i went to but suffice it to say in my hometown there are two sister high schools under the same district and that same year that we did guys and dolls the high school across town did bye bye birdie Mm -hmm. and at their dress rehearsal about five or six people in the cast who were all lead roles got caught drinking backstage. Nice. And were all suspended. And this was the final dress rehearsal. So they had to open the show the next night with like teachers playing all the characters. Wait a second. Those Wait, kids how, got suspended for being cool? How is that yeah. the plan? Yeah. So the yeah. play sucked, of course. So the play sucked. Of course. Yeah. They didn't know the lines, right? Yeah, right? Of course. But you know, you know that those teachers were just looking for They're any excuse. For to like get, a 35-year-old I'm woman playing Kim McAfee, no problem. my breakout role. Yeah. Is that it? My yeah, daughter like, uh, does dance, and at every single one of these stupid dance recitals that we have to go to, there's like the teacher's moment where the teachers come out and do their dance. Yes. Right? And it always just is... it like. Wait, the teachers come out and dance? They do their, like, really? so each, like, group. Sometimes the teachers are, like, 16, though. No, in this case, the teachers are, have okay. not seen 16 in several <laughs> decades. A valid point. Yeah. Some yeah. of my son's teachers are, like, early 20s. Yeah, no, yeah. these these women. Teachers are uh, getting younger, Jay. They're getting younger. Well, no, like, high school teachers, sure, but yeah. dance teachers, you know, I, they're. Are they, like, old and grizzled? They're, grizzled is a good word. Grizzled's a great word, so isn't it? I think it's underused. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, whenever that happens, you see these guys, these women come out and they they do their little dance. And it's like, I know you're here for your daughters, but look at what we can do. And I, you, as it, someone like, who... Cringeworthy? As someone who produces a bunch of cringe himself, I'm good yeah. at recognizing it at others. And right on my Twitter. goodness, there was cringe. I, really? I, I got to tell you, my mom does the teacher dance at the... This is what we call an intervention. I think it would be a good idea to have all the moms of the dance kids or dads all go out and do their routine in the middle of Ooh. the recital too. Yeah. So then like you can sashay uh, yeah. across the stage. Uh, right. Cause they've My all turn. watched it. They, you know, yeah, every like, time you bring oh, your kid in, yeah. like there's monitors like, or you can go in and observe the class. Or go whatever. first and then intermission. And then the parents go up to the intermission Jessica, did and you, do the Did you know show. that I can plie? Um, 
because I, you go to ballet class. I go to Mommy learn. and Me uh, ballet with that's my daughter. What, that's what my mom teaches. Yeah. Is really? Mommy and Me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I figure if I'm going to be there, I'm going to I'm going to get good. So I know how to do position one. I know how so to. So you've do got play. very strong calves. I do a lot of squatting, Bill, in my yeah. new workout routine. I'm squat heavy. It's Are bar. You? Do you ever go to bar? Because I no, know you started Jody doing loves hot yoga. Goes all the time. I do hot yoga. I can't. Some I guy was saying yeah. that he went with his wife to a bar class. I can't imagine a guy in a bar class. I, I, What's I agree. A bar class? Actually, it's funny. It's Jody ballet, has said that, but oh. like for right. adults, like so you do out. it. I've been. Yeah, you love it. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah, Jody yeah. loves it. Is it a lot of like putting your leg up on a bar? Yeah, I love when it's hard, really though. hard. You yeah. can just stand there. Yeah, <laughs> no right. Notices because it's like. See, that's the challenge with hot yoga. If you stop doing it, you're still in 107 degrees. Yeah, yeah. It's hot. Like if you're running on treadmill, someone sees when you stop working out. Right. If you're at bar. If you just stop squatting, no one really notices. Right. Yeah, well, that's a good point. <laughs> How many times a week do you do it? Uh, I haven't done it in a while. Yeah. I do like it, though. But one husband joined one of Jody's friends. And she's, oh, God. It was like one guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think he ever went back. It's oh. not a guy thing. So bar is a, bar right. is a girl thing. So yeah. if you're like a young, flexible dude. I wouldn't say that dude, as a sexist comment. I'm, it's no. an observation. No, if you're I've like never a, ever seen a guy in the class. Yeah, they don't yeah. like it. If you're like a young, single guy looking to hook up with like young males. Go to bar. And you're flexible. <laughs> Go to bar, right? Uh, you had to creep it up. Wouldn't know. No, I'm just saying. I, I feel I, like you creeped it up. I've, I'm, I'm just saying. Well, if you're listening to this. There's always guys in my yoga class. Yeah, they're totally there to and meet I would say it. yoga's mixed. My sister was very upset. She was like, they're just checking us out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, 100%. Uh-huh. Yeah. Have you ever gone? No, that's not no. true at all. No. I do well, hot yoga three times a week. There's there's more guys than girls in some classes. Yeah, some no. classes. Yeah, that's what we call a sausage party. And and some of the guys are really good. Like and and you don't yeah. like it's interesting. There there are yoga bodies, right. yeah. and then there are people that are quite sizable that, yet impressive. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like I fit into the same category as as my wife does. She has several DVDs that. Uh, are titled uh, something to the effect of yoga for inflexible people, mm-hmm. right. which is what I feel like I am. Did she right. buy those for you or are they for her? No, they were originally for her, but I have seen them. Does she do it? Does she like it? She doesn't do it as much as she used to. Uh-huh. You should do it. You might like it. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it. It's, it's, and I've gotten decent at it after my back surgery. It's, it's, pro- it's probably soothing. It's probably relaxing. You know? It is complete silence. Yeah. For 90 minutes. Do they do the thing at the end where they wow. tell you about you life? Don't talk. You can be completely silent for 90 minutes. Isn't it shocking? Yeah. But silent what, and still. When the teacher, do they do the thing at hot yoga where the teacher comes and is like, and now we talk about life? Mm, no. Not that kind. No. Oh, okay. Because no. my wife took me to yoga once. Was it weird? It was, it, I, listen, it was fine. It was a workout. But then at the end, it was like some 26-year-old granola cruncher telling me like what the meaning of life is. And I'm Here's, like, you don't even have a mortgage, shithead. <laughs> Tell me that's that's shitty. The hot yoga Bikram yoga, which it's not called Bikram. They don't call it, but that's what it is. It's twenty. You can't call it Bikram anymore. You know about that. Did you watch the Netflix? Did you watch the Netflix documentary? I listened to the ESPN uh, audio documentary, but I I am sick and tired of negative stuff on television. So no, I didn't watch it. I don't care. Like you know what? The twenty six poses. If he came, if that was his interpretation of this ancient thing it's pretty good he was more of a huckster bill he really spread it really well he spread spread is the wrong word to use with bikram i think without him i wouldn't be doing it so i don't care what did he do i mean he had some issues that were outside of the whole yoga he was the harvey weinstein of yoga he had some other issues but that aside i just who cares i'm doing it now he's not a part of it oh yeah doesn't matter and the documentary had all these like people with back problems and stuff 
that most like, of the people that come fine. in say that's what got them there. And I had huge issues and, yeah. and almost solved. So, but without, without this guy, it's pretty much stayed the same as it was. It's not like that uh, website Garfield minus Garfield where they oh. airbrush Garfield out of all the comic strips. Yeah, that's great. Garfield <laughs> minus yeah. Garfield. Yeah. It is exactly an existentialist is. romp into that's like the scariest they, they, realms of so the unknown. His, so his voice is gone. There's no, which is John no, talking to himself. It's just John Arbuckle talking to himself. That sounds funny. It's fantastic. Is it as good as Rick and Morty? No. Okay. <laughs> no. And Jessica, I feel Do you like, like it? Here's what happened. So we did this experiment like two years ago. Yeah. That Jay asked us both to watch Rick and Morty. Yeah. We independently watched and turned off the first episode within like 15 or 20 minutes. I, <laughs> we came back and I'm like, I couldn't get through it. Chase was there too. And he was like, did he like I'm it? watching this. Okay. <laughs> so I went back to it. I don't know how I got back to it. Uh-huh. I went back to it. Now hooked on it. Brilliant. It is fantastic. Brilliant. It's not really good writing. Great Not even good animation. Fantastic animation. There's no (laughs) storyline. Wonderful story. And the grandfather just drinks and pukes. So there's not much to it. It's awesome. Because it's like a decompression for your brain. What I what Uh, I like It's like slapstick cartoons. It's almost like Tom and Jerry. I'm I'm gonna make an argument here, Bill, that this is if you look at this, it is an argument against nihilism. And in favor of existentialism, and if you look oh, at it, excellent. Well, well, now we have the title for the podcast. Well, here's the thing: you have you have Rick, and Rick's whole thing is that in an infinite universe, not a single thing that you do matters, and he is completely broken by this. That's why all he does is drink and puke because there's no meaning in a meaningless universe. And we have Morty, who is slowly but surely coming to the conclusion that he needs to find his own joy within a meaningless universe, and that's what gives you meaning. And it's a pull and push between those two. I think ends. that's overthinking. I don't think it's overthinking I, I at think all. It might I, be overthinking I think it. Dan Harmon has 100% put that in there on purpose. <laughs> Just, on a uh, on a more simplistic level than that. Rick and Morty? Well, yes. no, 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 no. No, uh, on the on the topic of that and I don't know it as as well as you do, but uh, the episodes that I have seen what I'm really taken by, yeah, it's it's not the best animation, not the best writing, but what is essential in anything that's funny is the timing. And the timing of the lines against each other, the Perfect. timing, yeah. the timing of the transition of, of the scenes. Especially when you consider he's doing both voices. So when you watch it too? Yeah. Patrick. Uh, when, when Rick becomes the pickle. Yes. <laughs> that was a brilliant episode. 100%. I would argue the writing was good. To Patrick's point, the timing was flawless. Yeah. It, right. it is. It's like a stand-up act. Were you laughing out loud? Do you laugh out loud when you watch yes, it? Yes. I watch with my son. Sometimes, yes. I watch with my son and we can't. Does Keen like it? Keen loves it. Yeah. So we, my son likes it too. Yeah. We sit and watch. So it's all ages. Yeah. But yes. I, I have to tell you, watching with me is not a fun experience because I will pause and explain to my son what I think is oh, going God, on. Can you imagine? Oh, it's, I just, it's brutal. You know what? It's, one of it's a stomach ache, right? right now. My stomach just started to hurt. That's <laughs> our version of hot yoga. That's, <laughs> yeah. Wow. At least it loosens up his back. I can't imagine you in hot yoga. <laughs> No. Yeah, I don't think I would go. Well, it's no. funny. It, Kristen is one of those people who we will be watching a new TV show or we'll be out to see a movie. And she's one of those people that will ask me questions about what's going on. And I'll be like, I don't know. I haven't yeah. seen it. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's one of the most annoying things. Oh, that's uh, funny. I do that. Oh, yeah. my dad but will Jody, ruin it. Does your dad do that? Oh, he'll be like, you know what's going on here? Like, she's going to forget, and explain forget it. it out of the store. <laughs> and like, that's how it ends. Like, every Wait, time. Wait, because yeah. he's seen it or because he just... Knows the answer. Because he just predicts how where the story's right. going. See, I ask Jody questions like that. Yeah. She's gotten to the point now where she just answers. 
It's yeah. like, well, that guy is this. Even right. if we've literally been watching for five minutes and uh-huh. it's a new character, I'm like, now wait, who's that? Oh, well, that's the teacher who you're going to see a little bit later. So, and and then I forget anyway. So I don't know <laughs> if she told me the, the right answer or not. My, we should probably wrap this up. I think we're over time. I, I um, just want to say this. My wife and I started The Expanse, which yeah. if you get a chance. Is it good? Uh, Jessica. It's on Netflix? You're, it's a, it's a Amazon Prime. You're not going to like it, Jessica. I'm telling I'm telling you now. I, I wouldn't oh. check it out. It's, it's hard what? sci-fi. Rude? No, but listen. I know you. Okay. You're not going to like the experience. What, is it? what do you mean hard sci-fi? It. It's like sci-fi based uh, in science. So the science comes first before the story. Like Star Wars would not be hard sci-fi right. because then it's like you don't care how the hyperspace on the Millennium Falcon works. It just does. Wow, hard you, sci-fi. You do, huh? They would. Well, in hard sci-fi, how the hyperspace works is it's in, part of the story. In, integral to the story. So. Uh, the Expanse is hard sci-fi, and it's one of the examples of what a hundred billion dollars will do because it was on Sci-Fi Network, and Jeff Bezos loved it, and then Sci-Fi canceled it, and he was like, "Oh no, then I'll just buy it and put it on my network, and just you guys keep making episodes." It's called the Expanse. It's called the Expanse. But my wife and I watched the first episode, and we got like eight minutes in, and she was like, "I'm completely lost," and I'm like, "You know what we're gonna do? You're gonna stop because this is gonna be brutal for me." And brutal for you. So this, the expanse is off your radar. Don't worry about it. And she was like, okay. But I, I screwed myself, Bill, because now she'll come in and I'm like, it's your last I'm in the second season now. So she's like, she'll sit down and go, uh, oh, you're watching the expanse. What's happening? But now it's worse because I got to explain 10 episodes leading right. up to this point. I should have just made her sit and watch with me. Yeah. It was I just made mistakes you all around. Pick a different show. Oh, yeah. I think we'll leave it there. All right. Mistakes all around. Episode title. Thank you, Patrick. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate uh, that conversation. I love talking about the the peaking at eight years old. You didn't yeah. peak. I wouldn't agree with it. No. But I love the conversation. Well, welcome about down it. here with the rest of us. <laughs> right, right. Welcome, with, welcome to normal, Patrick. All right. Thank you. Follow me at Bill Spadia. Follow Jay now. Good God. Jay Black is funny. At Jay Black is funny. It's a declarative sentence. Patrick is at P Lavery. Uh, 1015. How about that? And Jessica at Chasing Chestnut. Mm-hmm. See you soon. The Speaking Podcast brought to you by our friends at House of Cupcakes, serving you in Princeton, East Brunswick, Clifton, and Saudi Arabia. The winner of Cupcake Wars offers 35 different flavors, perfect for a special occasion or just a sweet treat. Houseofcupcakes.com. The Speaking Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Flemington Car and Truck Country. 16 brands of cars and trucks. I'm a loyal customer buying my last two trucks there and can tell you no one beats the deals or offers better service. Visit Flemington.com. The Speaking Podcast brought to you by our friends at Casa Gennaro's on Route 27 in Kingston. Call 609-683-1212 for reservations. They're open for dinner every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Ask for my favorite special, the Veal Spadia. Best Italian food in Jersey.